you know, a lot of these manufacturers say, oh, well, Arminos are clean and lovely, but they don't even know that they're the people that manufacture it for the brand actually are using poor sources, whereas a lot of aminos actually come from bird feathers. Welcome to the Seamland podcast. I'm your host Seamland and our guest today is Tim Gray. Tim is the founder and CEO of the Health Optimization Summit. He also came out with the health optimization supplements that have one of the cleanest ingredients for products like collagen, protein powder and essential amino acids or EAAs. Using essential aminos has been one of the biggest game changers in my muscle growth and strength development over the past year. Besides body composition, EAAs also help with neurotransmitters, digestion, energy production and mood. If you want to try out health optimization EAAs, then you can get a 15% discount off all their products if you head over to seamland.com forward slash aminos and use the code seam15. Or you can find the link in the show notes of this episode at seamland.com forward slash 274. Tim, welcome back to the show. Thanks for me back again, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, actually quite a long time since we saw each other face to face. But uh, yeah, I'm glad to talk with you again. Yeah, yeah it's good to keep in contact. <laughs> yeah, but uh, before we get into the topics, like maybe let's you know talk a little about what you've been doing for the past few months. I've seen you've been uh, traveling across Europe, and you know what's what's it like on the road with all these uh, you know restrictions and stuff. It's amazing. Um, I, w- well, I went for surgery in Germany. Um, just for, and I was expecting to go for three weeks and then uh, ended up being five months. So once I was on mainland Europe, <clears throat> being on this prison island, the UK that wasn't letting us out, I thought I might as well explore and make the most of it. So yeah, I went from Germany, all around Germany, into uh, Italy, from Italy to Croatia, from Croatia to Greece, back to Germany, back to Greece, and then back to the UK. And um really the restrictions were okay i I have a recovery certificate um because i recovered earlier on in the year which made it a lot easier uh to get around but also you know i think i did three tests in total during the whole time and i did 27 cities um in multiple countries so it wasn't too much of an issue but i think things in italy now are getting a little bit tougher Uh, um my cousin said that he couldn't get into a restaurant because he hadn't had his vaccine yet so Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to um, see uh, like how the things kind of uh, go in circles, <laughs> almost. Yeah. That uh, every 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 like year, like with all the, every year, there's going to be like a certain months that uh, the kind of restrictions are strengthened and then they loosen again, etc., etc. So it's uh, yeah. yeah. Anyone would think we need vitamin D or our immune system to to improve from the sun, and it's just funny that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but during this time, you also. Uh, uh, basically launched a supplement brand, the health optimization supplements. So uh, yeah. yeah, talk about the, uh, why did you do it? And uh, yeah, like, what's the kind of reason behind that? Well, really, I think there's a lack of, well, being a biohacker, I'm really careful about what I put in my body 95% of the time. 5% of the time, I let my hair down, um, mm-hmm. let my hair down. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I think with supplements, it's such a, dodgy industry because everyone uses fillers and even if they don't use fillers um a lot of the products the the manufacturers or should i say the people that do the branding on the products don't necessarily know what their manufacturers are putting in it and um the processes that they they go through even you know so for instance powdered mct has to be bonded um to something and i hear that that can be sucralose (laughs) even though it's an MCT powder, for instance, and that's in the manufacturing process. So, you know, I was really fed up with putting supplements in my body that I just didn't trust enough. And there was a a few key ones that I really wanted. So I decided to go about putting those together. Um, So I've done them in collaboration with uh, Dr. Dom, 
um, Nitschwitz, who's a naturopathic uh, doctor as well as a you know a biological dentist and things, and he's a a bodybuilder as well as a health optimizer through and through. So it's kind of like synergistic. It was really good. So yeah, so I brought them out just so that people could trust a brand um, and I could have the best supplements that were tailored. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's almost yeah, like a, any kind of biohackers or uh, let's say a bodybuilder's dream as well to um, have access to these uh, good supplements that they maybe themselves formulate or they know that it's going to be the, the optimal doses and optimal kind of ratios and uh, clean ingredients for sure. And there mm. are like a lot of, let's say, people or companies just doing like cutting corners with those stuff and uh, yeah, not not really being that trans transparent uh, with uh, all these ingredients. So yes, yeah. for sure, like a very um, important you know aspect to- yeah, it's, uh, one of the, it's one of the tough things about actually making a supplement and the supplement brand is that there's a balance of, if it's too expensive, people won't buy it. If it's too cheap, it's poor quality and it's kind of balancing that. I mean, we mm. haven't cut corners on any of the, supplements at all actually like um the the collagen is wild caught north atlantic cod and the fishermen go out they bring the fish back to shore and they strip the bones and the skin there and then and which is when our um we, we grab it and take it off and use it for our collagen and then we add a natural acerola cherry to it so there's literally no sweeteners there's no crap in it at all so we know the source of the product and it's the same with our aminos our aminos actually are fermented sourced um, aminos, whereas a lot of aminos actually come from bird feathers, <laughs> just like insane. And yet, you know, a lot of these manufacturers say, oh, well, our aminos are clean and lovely, but they don't even know that they're, they're sort, they're manufactured, the people that manufacture it for the brand actually are using poor sources. And it's very hard to find out. So, you know, we have end to end and we do testing on everything as well. So it's really our biohacker friendly supplements. Gotcha. Yeah. Mind if I ask, like, where's what's the location where they you source your items? Like, is it from China or is it Europe or uh, North America? What what kind no, of place? Um, predominantly European, and it's different with every every supplement. Actually, it's we manufacture. Or should I say that the, the factory is actually in Germany, um, and Germany have one of the highest standards that there are. Actually, they're very, very, very particular um, mm. with compliance there, as you know what the Germans are like. Um, but uh, yeah, there's the, the, the products come from different sources, but yeah, we definitely don't use, definitely, definitely don't use China. I mean, actually we've got a chlorella coming out soon and um, it's protected environment grown chlorella, not exposed. And, you know, chlorella actually has a lot more toxins in generally, especially when it comes from China. Um, so, you know, people that <clears throat> buy ashwagandha, for instance, you know, do you actually know where it's come from and the sourcing of it and what's actually the, um, yeah. how clean it is and things. So, so yeah, we are really, really specific about it. I wouldn't take them otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like especially the European union, they have like a lot, a lot of stricter laws when it comes to supplements and uh, compared to the States, even like the States have pretty, uh, you know, loose laws <laughs> compared to the European union. And it's much going to be much harder for you like, to get away with uh, something, uh, you know, Fishy or something like that. Fishy, except for the collagen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's actually really interesting. The amount of compliance you have to go through, even for every single word and the the, the name that you mm. call the vitamin. Um, and it's, it's so specific, it's in crazy. The amount of money we pay for compliance for the labels alone is just astronomical. 
I mean, it, like with the summit, actually, if I'd known when I started the summit how much work it would take to do it, I probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> um, but I'm glad, ultimately, because the summit is, you know, so, so much fun. But um, it's the same with the supplements. I just didn't realize you think, oh, you find a manufacturer, you get it put together, you get it stick in a bottle, you stick your label on it. It's just not like that. It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. But that, I mean, that, that just adds the assurance of, you know, I guess being a biohacker, um, being really particular about what I put in my body mm -hmm. and knowing that the brand has been well sourced. And uh, as a result, I think it, it carries weight and we've grown very, very quickly. Actually, we sold out, we sold out in like three weeks of our initial stop, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been using also uh, your products and uh, yeah, they're super clean. One of the, um, obviously my favorite one is going to be the amino acids, the essential amino acids, which is also like the, like the best seller that you have, the most kind of popular product. Uh, mm. So um, yeah, let's maybe let's talk about that. You know, mm. yeah. what are you know amino acids, and why would why would people like be <laughs> concerned with uh, supplementing them? Well, uh, yeah, <clears throat> number one, um, aminos are uh, pretty much immediately available in the muscle um, from when you're working out. So it's great to replenish. But the, I think if I take it back a step, actually, is um, proteins are made up of amino acids and they have various profiles depending on the protein source. The one reason that bodybuilders like whey protein for specifically is because it has such an amazing uh, ratio of aminos um, that it's great for, for weight gain uh, bodybuilding. Um, leucine specifically, I think from memory, is particularly high in, in, in whey. But then you have plant-based proteins which aren't quite so bioavailable um and different ratios so you might have different aminos and different levels and think think um yeah for instance leucine is is <laughs> bodybuilders always quote this and say oh well there's not enough leucine in this therefore you're not going to get protein synthesis for in, for the muscles um that's actually depends on your overall daily amount and your timing of these things so anyway proteins are made up of amino acids and um, those amino acids, obviously, it breaks down the protein into those amino acids, which are then available for the body to do various different functions. And so it goes protein, peptide, polypeptide, amino. Um, and uh, peptides, as you probably hear about all the time, are a string of different aminos together, which are almost like messengers to the body to do different actions in it. Correct me if you if you have a different understanding on right, this. Right. <laughs> no, no, uh, you're right there. Like the aminos are these uh, building blocks, basically, that your body creates or it's yeah like coming from the protein that you eat and uh yeah your body doesn't use the protein itself it uses the amino acids themselves that uh then get used again yeah like muscle growth but the like the kind of misconception is that uh, it's not only for like bodybuilders and uh, muscle growth the amino yeah. acids are just involved with uh many basically almost everything else as well like neurotransmitters you know mm -hmm. gut function joint repair mm. skin repair all those things so yeah like your body needs amino acids mm. and almost like life itself is you know the result of uh, amino acids like every kind of tissue any like animal tissue specifically is you know the result of uh, protein synthesis and uh, amino acids yes you touch on a good point actually the aminos specifically for instance when i'll call them recovering vegans um <laughs> but v vegans are usually quite low in mood and quite chilled and calm for instance and, and not necessarily in a positive sense you know quite like just low energy and things like that and don't necessarily um have very active neurotransmitters let's just say that um and obviously that governs mood and things i find that if i get them to have the aminos which are plant-based um 
then they have such an impact on their energy levels and their mood. And in fact, you know, I, I gave some to a friend that was plant-based um, and her moods are quite low and stable and, you know, not particularly happy, not particularly sad, add the aminos in um, and she's bouncing down the road. <laughs> and I think it really makes a massive difference. And I think the same when it goes for, for collagen. Collagen is a protein, but it just has a different amino acid profile. Mm. And so it indicates the body to do a different thing or set the different things, which is why, you know, for, we touch on collagen in a minute, but collagen makes hair growth speed up and nail growth. I have to cut my nails twice a week now. Mm. Uh, actually, I shared out an Instagram story this week about how quickly my nails grow since having the collagen. We sold so <laughs> much in one day. It was insane. I don't think people realize, you know, how how amazing this stuff is um, in general. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I think um, the aminos are basically pre-digested. So they're much easier for the body to assimilate instead of having them from a plant-based protein, which relies really heavily on your digestive process. And that uses up a lot of energy mm. processing those proteins and digesting them and breaking them down into their aminos for you to utilize. Whereas when it's branch chain essential amino acids, um, they're immediately available, like literally so quickly, which is why they're great as a during workout or post-workout actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, what what are we also like noticing? I've, I've been using aminos for maybe like uh, one and a half years or something, and uh, one of the other biggest things that I've noticed was um, you know just better like recovery from workouts. Like I already eat like a high protein diet, so I, I am getting plenty of like uh, protein and amino acids uh, from that. Um, but like yeah, just the use of amino acids themselves around the workout or like in a fast state uh that has been like a pretty big uh, improvement in just you know my strength and um, muscle growth itself as well so they from my own experience i can yeah say although i am eating you know plenty of protein uh, mm. the use of supplementation is uh, still pretty uh resultful and of course like you know there's there's going to be a point of diminishing returns with protein itself <laughs> like uh, you know you mm. could like it's going to be you know pretty hard to eat like a super high amount of protein all the time whereas with the amino acids you can cut down you, you can get away with a less pr total protein intake if your amino acid intake is still uh, super super high and which is also one of the reasons why actually plant-based eaters may need more protein than you know omnivores uh, because of their uh, the plant, plant proteins have like a lower amino acid content whereas if you yeah like if you're adding the amino acids in then you can actually get away with a smaller protein intake while still maintaining this um, the same high amount of uh, like anabolism as well mm. as like the other functions that the amino acids govern. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I think, um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I add it in twice, sometimes three times a day, depending. But I think like aminos in general, whatever brand you go for, as long as they're fermented source uh, and not the crappy cheap ones, which is a key key thing to note. Um, the, the reason why my one's specifically different um, is because we've added creatine into it, glutamine, um taurine and magnesium as well and these are all the proper forms um and uh, as you know i mean you could probably talk about creatine so much better than i can but it bypasses so many different processes uh, for instance around methylation um that creatine really helps regulate so many things and upregulate the, the metabolism quite a lot mm. um and um it's one of the best studied supplements out there for bodybuilding actually yeah, yeah. of all time not, not just for bodybuilding but uh, like a, one of the most studied uh, for sure like any other things as well like cognition and uh, aging uh, arthritis 
um, mm. digestion issues, um, yeah, methylation and there. So it's a very uh, researched. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's like people that are under methylators or have got the MTHFR gene, for instance, adenine and creatine really, I mean, if you think about methylation being a whole load of different, doing multiple different things, but the end result often is creatine. And so if you're supplementing with creatine, then that's going to bypass a lot of those things. So it will, you know, it's amazing actually, specifically with vegans as well, of how the neurotransmitters and the metabolism picks up from just having creatine alone, let alone the aminos. So it's really, really nicely uh, put in there. And we have, I think it's 1.2 grams per serving of creatine. And most people say that they, or I think the studies are around five grams a day. Now, bearing in mind you have creatine from other sources, you don't want to go overboard. That's why we have it at 1.2 grams. On the on the understanding, you probably have it once, maybe twice a day, with other with other proteins as well. Um, and then obviously the taurine taurine is amazing for for the liver um, and liver bile production specifically, which helps with um, digestion um, and detoxification as well. And bodybuilders, actually, it's very well known that they use tutka um, and um, because it's a particular bile salt that really helps bring down cholesterol levels and helps stabilize liver um, results. Now, taurine is the precursor, one of the precursors to tutka. Um, so it's really good for, for the liver. And then glutamine, which is known, obviously, to uh, as an amino to help with the digestive system to repair your digestive lining specifically as well as many, many other things, actually, it's involved in quite a lot of things. Um, and then magnesium, because everyone's deficient. And I think it's magnesium malate that we use in the... Um... Right. Hmm. Yeah, like the, um, about the dosage of creatine is that, uh, yeah, it's going to be um, the optimal, the maximal kind of recommended dose is going to be like five grams. The usually people take like three to five grams, something like between that. Uh, but uh, yeah, obviously, if you take you know, uh, one to two, 1.2 grams per serving. Um, and it depends on the other goals as well. Like if you are, let's say, if you're going to take more the amino acids themselves as well, like you are looking to grow muscle or you're like, you know, a fast state or something, then you obviously you can take like two servings and then that will already bump your creatine into three grams. Mm. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's no, yeah, like real reason to take creatine in one, you know, sitting. All the three, mm. all, all the three to five grams in one sitting, you could, you know, spread it out uh, throughout the entire day. Uh, so there's mm. no like, maybe like with the with the amino acids, there may be like this a critical threshold, uh, but that also depends on your age and such. Uh, so the, with the amino acids, there is a linear uh, increase in protein synthesis depending on how much uh, amino acids are you getting. And the yeah, like the main one that you mentioned is leucine. So you can already, if you're like say below um, fifty years old, uh, somewhere there, then you can already see an increase in protein synthesis with like 0.8 grams of leucine and upward to like two to three uh, 3.6 i think is kind of the be the peak uh, amount uh, which is uh, where you kind of peak with the protein synthesis and you're not going to see an additional increase in protein synthesis but all the way from 0.8 to 3.6 grams is going to be uh, like a linear increase in the protein synthesis maybe with like when you're older like 60s or 70s then you're going to need actually more you may need like five grams to reach the maximal uh, stimulation but uh, regardless you you will you know still see like a linear um, increase in in that it's, it's actually really funny because and um, we i put together a protein probiotic prebiotic and um digestive enzyme protein shake as well i think i, I think i sent you one um mm. And obviously it's got the digestive enzymes there to help break down the plant-based protein because it's rice protein. 
Um, but it's funny, whenever a bodybuilder sees it, they say, oh, there's not five grams of leucine in it. Um, that's what I say, that's all. <laughs> yeah, they're like, there's not, there's not enough leucine in it. But the thing is, yeah, if you're looking in an isolated case, yeah. But when you're having the aminos, you're having your plant, your protein powders, you're eating your steak or whatever it is, you know, your total load for the day is going to be pretty consistent if you're, you know, if you're yeah. having these things, opposed to just going over. And it, it's actually funny, you know, we do in a, a multivitamin and I call it the daily core nutrients because it really is the daily core nutrients that your body needs all synergistic a dose uh, synergistic doses um smaller and it's funny because we've had several people say oh well I need two tubs of these for the price of one so that I get the right amount it's like no because it's synergistic doses like b1 b2 b3 before opposed to just having huge doses of each one that we just don't know uh, what it does to the body and I think that the synergistic doses um and lower doses is far better because they're meant to supplement and tweak and mm. be additions to your nutrition and to make sure that you're not deficient in any of these things yeah. so it's, it's, a, it's a common a common thing where people look at them and they go well there's not enough in this well actually they're pretty high and they're yeah. synergistic and it's about the output yeah well the thing with the vitamins and minerals is also that uh, you don't want to take like large spikes in it because then your body is going to start to like excrete it or reduce the absorption and such if you get like a huge uh, yeah you want to have like a relatively like smaller bumps and kind of a steady stream of these uh, things which is why like eating liver once a week in like large amounts you know you do get a, a huge spike in that uh, but um, it's much yeah. better to like microdose the liver every take and take a small amount then you're going to have like a more sustained intake yeah. of these uh, minerals and stuff uh, and yeah like if you were to take like a multivitamin uh, product then uh, yeah like having you know, ten thousand percent of your RDA with all the vitamins in one pill, <laughs> your body's not going to absorb uh, almost like none yeah. of it, uh, and you're gonna yeah, maybe get a small amount only. So like a microdose of these uh, nutrients is actually like a smarter uh, way of going about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's a, a, a difference between so, for instance, a, 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 the daily nutrients is a, a top up to make sure you're not deficient in the most important things, depend regardless of your diet. Um, and it's just a supplement and there's a tick over thing. And obviously, if you're seriously deficient in something, a daily uh, nutrient uh, like a multivitamin won't be enough. For instance, if you're super low in vitamin D, for instance, while it's got some vitamin D and vitamin K in there and it's natto sourced um, and uh, D3, we actually get from lamb's wool, which is the natural source of D3 and the most bioavailable, apparently. Wow. Um, and Like the wool or... Hmm? like the wool the yeah lambswool. well yes yeah, it's, it's extracted from uh, lamb's wool yeah i okay. mean there are well, many different <laughs> this is this is the clean one okay. um but the thing is if you're super deficient in vitamin d for instance having a, a daily vitamin is not going to top you up quick enough so you know while you shouldn't really supplement sunlight exposure you should have as much natural sunlight as you as you can um you know the reality is some people don't ever get their levels up enough or they have darker skin and they're living in the northern hemisphere and, and you know the levels are low and that's the only time i really recommending recommend supplementing with something like vitamin d or vitamin k because it really does help your immune um accordingly but you shouldn't ever replace that and say oh well i'm having my vitamin d therefore i won't have as much sunlight no it doesn't it's not the best way but the vitamin d supplement should, is a good to get you back up to level quickly especially in current times yeah yeah for sure yeah like the uh vitamin d is huge obviously and uh, when i when i just tested my, my levels they were like they were like in the optimal zone uh, like the optimal amount is like 60 to 80 nanograms 
facilitator, which I would like them to be. Uh, mine was like maybe, if I'm not mistaken, then like 59 or close, close to it. <laughs> but uh, I'm yeah gonna be uh, taking my a higher dose of vitamin D at least for the coming winter. Mm. Yeah. But before I knew this stuff in detail, um, and I, I heard loads of good stuff about vitamin D, this is probably about eight or nine years ago, um, I supplemented with it like crazy and went overboard. Vitamin D and vitamin K at the same time synergistically because obviously vitamin D moves the calcium around, vitamin K tells it where to go. So it's important that they go together. Yeah. But um, I had a blood test done with my endocrinologist and he said, your levels are 185. <laughs> well. And I was just like, he said like, this is toxic levels. Now, obviously it wasn't because I was supplementing with vitamin K at the same time. And, you know, there's a, several books I've read on, on the subject specifically, but one of them talks about having a hundred thousand IU a day, every mm. day and not causing issues. Now, while I don't recommend doing that, I think the difference is, is if you're getting it from sunlight naturally, your levels don't go over. Whereas mm, if you're supplementing yeah. it, you're, you're supplementing it. For sure. uh, and also, you know, as you know, with hormones is the sunlight, when it hits our skin, it can, it basically converts our cholesterol into hormones, um, which is really important. So you shouldn't just, well, vitamin D is a hormone. Um, yeah. So you shouldn't just supplement without, you know, uh, without thinking about it so get natural sunlight exposure um mm -hmm. yeah which helps so many so many different processes anyway yeah for sure yeah yeah it's like if you are low in your in the deficient uh, zone or insufficient uh, zone then yeah obviously in the short term can it be can it be very good but if you're already in the optimal zone um mm -hmm. or above it then yeah <laughs> yeah much rather stick to like the natural sunlight it's like going to your car filling it up with gas it's like, oh, but gas is coming out. Like, oh no, but I'm going to keep on filling it up. There's yeah. absolutely no point. It's like, you, you top it up if you need to for the journey. Mm. Um, but you should never replace it. And that, obviously this comes into the whole metabolism and overall health. And if you are trying to gain weight and put on muscle, then you need to, you need to be having enough sunlight exposure. And if you live in a cloudy, cold country, you still get natural light because although yeah. the clouds stop you seeing the sun, you still do get natural light. Otherwise it would be dark. So it's really yeah. important that you are getting natural sunlight exposure. Um, and vitamin D is just an indicator telling you that you are getting enough sunlight exposure. It's not necessarily just about vitamin D. It's a whole, whole host of things actually. I think yeah. one of us did a post on it on Instagram a few months ago. What, Vitamin, what's people think sunlight does versus what it actually does or mm. something yeah yeah. Um, yeah it's the and all the circadian rhythm side and um mm. yeah the, the uv light itself has yeah like unique effects beyond uh, vitamin d so yeah mm. <laughs> Get as much yeah. Sunlight. yeah so if you if you're not getting light exposure but you're taking loads of protein and you're working out hard then mm. you're just going to be stressing the system it needs to be needs to be balanced um and it it's the same and i'm not going to go off on tangent but with grounding for instance we need those free electrons for our mitochondria to do their job and if you're trying to gain weight or if you're taking you take working out you're taking proteins you're eating lots of protein but you're not getting natural light or not grounding you know the two critical parts of the electrical system are going to be stretched and therefore your results aren't going to be as good and i think the sunlight and the grounding together actually magnifies the gains that you actually get significantly. Um, so if you're spending, you know, 40, 50, 60 euros on a supplement, you want to make sure that you're getting the best out of it. Um, or you can just be lazy and stick the supplement in your mouth and expect to have the best results. So you can you know, <laughs> compound <Yeah>. theory. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Elizabeth, the last thing I wanted to talk about the aminos was the kind of difference between uh, essential amino acids or EAAs and uh, branch chain amino acids or PCAs. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, let's say, you know, back in the day, a few years ago, even like most people were still thinking about only the PCAs because they're kind of you know, cheaper or there's only like less of these PCAs. There's maybe like four or five of uh, branching amino acids, which are, you know, they do uh, regulate protein synthesis and stuff like that. Um, but you also need the other essential amino acids as well to actually, you know, make the, you know, make the process uh, finalize. So to kind of end up with actual protein synthesis, you also need the other essential amino acids. So the branch chains are a part of the essential ones, but uh, the essential ones, there's nine of them, whereas uh, the branch chain are, you know, there's three, three or four of them. So it's good. It's good, obviously good to have like the actual, the essential amino, amino acids uh, rather than just the branch ones, if you want to. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. it's actually funny because a lot of people say, a lot of people say, several people have said, oh, well, actually BCAA and EAA, well, actually one's in the other. So why are you saying that it's on the tub? But we're making the distinction of the pro the ultimate profiles put together. Um, mm. And which, which tells you that it's a well-stacked product. And that's why we call it the five-in-one stack because it's got these things all considered from all angles in a bioavailable pre-digestive form. Um, but it, I mean, yeah, I mean, generally it's funny because when I was in Croatia and I was looking, I'd run out of supplements and delivery isn't actually good in Croatia. Um, I'd seen the couriers. <laughs> and um, so I, I looked in the local fitness store and all they had was BCAA or EAA separately on their own. Yeah. I did actually find a fermented source one, which was nice, but I did, I did notice the difference between having ours that has the full profile and those other bits in there mm. as well. And we're actually just tweaking it as well. I forgot to mention, and we're adding some electrolytes into it. So some natural sea salt. Nice. Uh, so that way it's helping with hydration. Cause at the moment I just do the bit salt BAE and <laughs> um, add some, uh, Celtic sea salt to it every day, which obviously is great for kickstart in the morning. Hmm. Yeah, I've actually seen uh, research that uh, taking BCAs alone may actually lead to more like muscle catabolism because of um, you're missing the essential amino acids. So you're, you're stimulating muscle protein synthesis, but you're not having the, all the building blocks uh, for that. So your body then uh, resorts to taking those uh, missing essential amino acids from your muscle tissue. And hmm. uh, yeah, and your body also, you know. You can you, you can use BCAs for fuel, uh, similar to like glucose or uh, you know any other energy source. Uh, so and they're ketogenic. Uh, so yeah, like the taking BCAs alone would make you like you kind of burn them <laughs> for energy, and you're gonna lose some of the actual muscle protein uh, or the muscle amino acids from your own muscle tissue. Mm, yeah, completely. I mean, the, the body is a very smart thing, isn't it? It's like mm. if you undereat, um, and this is what again protein uh, muscle wasting. If you undereat your body will break down muscle um, yeah. to keep you fueled. And so that's why you want to have your, your protein goals per day. And I really like my fitness pal for this actually, because you can put in your current weight, uh, you can put in your target weight and it works out your calories, protein, carbs, fats every day, roughly for you. And it, you know, adjust it slightly based on your needs, but um, the thing is, if I find if I don't have enough protein, then well, it's going to find it from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, and for, um, I consider myself a hard gainer. I mean, I have to work my ass off. I have to have 3,000 calories a day and uh, 250 to 300 grams of protein. And I know a lot of it must be wasted because of my digestive issues in the past. But um, I, I have to eat an awful lot to put on weight. Uh, but I did manage to put on 12 kilos in nine weeks by really, really eating a lot 
a lot and having these subs stacked. So I think is a, you know, fasting is amazing. Um, and timing it right is important, but I think, and I'll speak from my own experience in this, I fasted too much mm. and didn't eat enough. And then muscle wasting was just ridiculous. And, and I think this is an area of fasting that people don't necessarily talk about. And I think you're, you know, obviously the, the case study for this, uh, <laughs> timing, timing your food right, making sure that you eat enough. But I mean, I sat down with you and had dinner. And I remember you eating like eight pork chops or whatever, <laughs> um, chops in one go, you know, just literally slowly, just methodically eating them one by one by one. I couldn't right. believe they all fit in you in one, <laughs> in one go. <laughs> right. Yeah, mm. but we don't all quite have that, you know, that capability of fitting half a, half a cow in our belly in one sitting. <laughs> yeah i mean like well you you can um well the studies find that you can maintain muscle as long as you're getting your daily protein intake uh so you're like a hot and it has to be slightly higher than uh, let's say regular protein intake uh but it's like from my own experience i can also say that it's hard to build muscle if you're eating like one meal a day or if you are doing a lot of fasting so that like a wider eating window is obviously going to be better because then you have more these frequent uh, spikes in uh, protein synthesis uh, that help with uh, the muscle growth and um, anabolism um and from my own experience, I can also say that, yeah, like doing only one meal a day or you know, like one, one meal is not going to be enough for, uh, you know, muscle growth, especially if you're like more advanced, uh, you do need to have like an additional spike. And that, that is where I use like the uh, protein shake during daytime or during my workout to mm -hmm. provide the body with this uh, protein uh, building blocks and uh, spike the protein synthesis. So they mm -hmm. kind of ha have like an additional spike. And uh, yeah, for the past, you know, one and a half years that we have been using the amino acids, uh, I've been using the amino acids like in the morning, kind of even before I have the protein shake. So I have actually, you know, with the amino acids, I will going to be, mis well, the theory or the uh, kind of uh, idea behind it is that I slow down the uh, catabolism even, even more and also promote some, you know, nutrients for the protein synthesis. So that's going to even add like an additional, maybe like a half spike or something like that. So it's, that's been like one of the kind of most um, effective things uh, for me over the past year and a half as well by just implementing that. Because I, I like the reason I do, skip the meals is that i don't want to eat like i'm just not not that um, excited to eat during daytime most of the time and uh yeah kind of more convenient to have like a you know small powder that uh, actually provides the nutrients that i need yeah i mean i i i agree and i found the same actually so i wake up i have my aminos almost immediately or, you know within the hour actually um with the celtic salt and i find that actually works really well for me and it helps my brain fire up i actually find it better than the bulletproof coffee these days first yeah. thing in the morning yeah. um and I, do, I don't rely on the coffee as much as i used to and i think and something interesting actually I, I, I like your take on this actually i had the other day um and i think it's obvious but is people that want to lose weight instead of counting calories just eat more mm. protein <laughs> because mm. you get satiated far faster yeah. um and obviously because the, the protein is um it's thermogenic and yeah yeah, you burn you burn more a lot of calories for digesting digesting protein and other macros, and yeah, it's very very satiating. But but at the same time, you can still gain weight if you eat too much protein. But it's gonna be like a much harder uh, process to do so. It's much harder. It's funny actually because I was speaking to Dom, uh, Dom, a couple of weeks ago about it, and he was like, "It's funny because he can eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. He's a bit like you actually, where he can just <laughs> eat so much." But he says, "The moment I hit the amount of protein that I'm supposed to hit, 
that's yeah. it i stop being hungry it just literally it triggers it straight away and then yeah. you know I, I shared out an instagram story saying he's turned vegan just as a joke and got loads of funny messages about it um but it's just he can eat so much so many carbs so like so much fat but as soon as he has the protein that's it it's almost like his body goes right hit my yeah. goals <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, the it's the uh, protein leverage hypothesis that uh that humans are kind of hardwired to eat uh, until they get uh, higher enough uh, protein intake and that may like vary between like genetics and uh, some body types um, but yeah generally your body would still crave some foods uh, until it gets like the protein because the protein is actually or the amino acids specifically are the absolute most essential nutrient like you know protein then essential fats and then the carbs so yeah you know kind of the hierarchy is that yeah you you would need to get the protein first and then the healthy fats and the last are carbs like you know you, you we need carbs uh, but you know the protein is kind of the most important part it's actually funny because i did a post on macros um about eight or nine months ago and i reposted it this week but I, I tweaked it because i got hate messages because i said carbs aren't essential it's like, they are essential you've got to have them but i think my point was more if you eat protein you break that down and it becomes glucose um and you can actually live without carbs, but it's a, a lot harder to get all the energy, whereas carbs are obviously simple energy, quick energy. Um, and so, yeah, I think the building blocks and that they break down as well, but it's so energy inefficient that it's, it's important to time that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just funny how people don't necessarily understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, let's move on maybe with the, uh, or you mentioned the, uh, the protein, the rice protein that you have, so uh, what made you choose the rice protein instead of like whey or something else? I am working on a whey at the moment um, and a goat whey as well. But I think locker rooms are too filled with farts <laughs> and so many people have right. <laughs> um, dairy intolerance. And also the quality of most whey is pretty poor. There are a few good ones out there. I've actually found one recently in the UK and I'm just testing, just about to start testing now, um, organic, you know, grass-fed uh, way. Um, so I thought, because I do actually have a lot of plant-based followers or predominantly plant-based, not so many vegans these days because they trigger up a lot of the things I say, but um, I wanted to do a protein that was a, a good all-rounder for everyone. And by adding in the digestive enzymes to help break down the plant-based protein into aminos better i thought that was a big win and then adding the, the glutamine in there as well and I, I think it's predominantly a functional medicine shake or should i say a functional shake to be politically correct um that is good at fixing the gut and helping you get your protein goal, hit your protein goal um which so the glutamine the digestive enzymes um and the prebiotics and probiotics. And that really does help fix your gut. But if you're not, you know, uh, don't have a dairy problem, then uh, whey protein is obviously the ultimate best to go on. But again, as you know, when you're pushing and you're trying to gain, it can become a bit boring with some foods and the same repeated powders or the same repeated ribeye steak over and over again it's nice to have some diversity or some variation on these things so you know just a, a simple raw cacao flavor with those things in there and, and a tiny tiny little bit of psyllium husk as well 
um, for a bit of fiber to help uh, the digestive process. Um, mm. And the, when you blend it with a banana, and if you're if you don't care about oxalates or um, any of the anti nutrients so much, a tablespoonful of almond butter or peanut butter in there, and you've got a, a really nice thick shake that is really good for your digestion and i find that 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 really worked very well for me so that's that's why um but goat way i think is the ultimate if you can handle the goat taste right um, you know we're just working on that at the moment and uh it's very hard to find a decent supplier mm. definitely not in the uk it's, it's like three people but in the netherlands there's a lot more so yeah that's just right. in the pipeline at the moment mm. I think I think uh, the the goat uh, milk is usually the least allergenic. So even even if people have allergy to cow, cow's milk, and then they can still some some of them can still uh, tolerate uh, goat milk. Mm. It's also better quality because the goats are usually kept on a hillside. It's mm. not so industrial like yeah. cows that are pumped full of hormones and antibiotics, which cause all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, goat's milk is much more is much closer to human milk actually um so we can tolerate it a lot better um yeah which is but again the taste for me goat i like sheep i like lamb but i don't necessarily like goat <laughs> flavor so right. much feta cheese i'm good with but um this is where the i guess the ingredientologist work comes in to make sure that it's clean and tastes good which is you know as i say what we're working on in the background at the moment for sure yeah that's good um and maybe like the um main difference between plant-based proteins and animal-based proteins is that uh, the amino acid kind of composition uh, so we can still build muscle and stimulate uh, muscle protein synthesis with uh, plant-based proteins but usually you need a bit of a higher dose uh, to reach that effect because the some of the plant proteins don't contain all the essential amino acids or they contain a bit less of them so usually they have like a lot of less uh, leucine and methionine and other bcas so um, yeah the kind of a uh, the ceiling or the threshold is a bit higher with our plant-based proteins, uh, but you can still kind of reach it. Mm, yeah, I mean, actually, that's one thing I think about the the rice protein I, I brought out is actually I use sometimes um, beef collagen in it, flavorless yeah. beef collagen. So I add you know kind of like 18, 20 grams of it in there as well. So then that really gives it a good good amino profile, uh, even better so and um, isn't it doesn't cause any gut issues and things like that i pretty much use that in everything these days along with um the sweet acerola cherry collagen that we've got mm, nice and uh yeah you, you also have a collagen you talk a bit about that Where, yeah. which, which one is it is it like bovine or uh fish no, so it's fish collagen yeah wild north atlantic caught fish collagen okay. um like I mentioned earlier, and um, yeah, we have acerola cherry in it, which is, uh, I would say high in vitamin C, but the dose is about, I think it's 50 grams per serving. So it's not a massive um, dose of vitamin C, but it just helps with the collagen synthesis um, and it's naturally sweet. So my, actually, this is a really good, really good thing I got from Dr. Dom actually, um, which is sweet potato ice cream or sweet potato mousse. And you get uh, sweet potato, say 500 grams, um, cut it up, steam it, put it in the blender uh, until it's like warm mash, put the uh, collagen in it. And I do about 18, 20 grams of it, something like that. Blend it, stick some ice in there, blend it as hard as you can. And it turns into this like puree mousse. And then you can just have that as a post-workout. It's amazing because mm. obviously you're getting your your carbs are healthy fast carbs and protein in there as well and it tastes amazing so you can just have like an afternoon snack 
or if you freeze it and then it comes out as sweet potato high protein mm. ice cream so that's, that's one of my favorite or or if you make homemade rice pudding and i like jasmine rice because of uh, the starchy uh, the starch profile um then to make your jasmine rice uh, and um, a little bit of honey some butter a little bit of mct and then the acerola cherry, cherry collagen in there so again post-workout uh to replete um mm. your glycogen it's a really 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 good win actually yeah it sounds good <laughs> but what is like maybe obviously most people associate collagen with the tendons and skin and the ligaments and those kind of things um but yeah what, what's your thoughts on that Ooh, wow so most collagen that's bovine so beef actually comes from beef hide and it comes from beef leather the cuts of leather and they process that and take it out and that's where your beef collagen comes from i'm not so cool with that um <laughs> and you can get um bone broth collagen which is great and in the uk we have i think it's planet paleo that do that really nice bone broth um, collagen powder so it comes from obviously boiling the bones and they take the collagen uh, the, from that and then powder it which is great um i don't like beef collagen for that reason that it's coming from leather and you just don't know what it's had to go through to get to that point and i know there are some ethical brands out there like hunter gatherer that, that swear by theirs um but i'm still a little bit reluctant about it because i don't know enough about it whereas when it comes to um the cod wild north atlantic cod collagen we know the source, we know the purity of it, we know how it's made, and we know what goes in it. And it's also very bioavailable and it tastes great. It doesn't taste fishy at all. So I prefer cod for that reason. Having said that, for my bulletproof coffee, if I add the collagen in, I do use beef collagen then, just because when um, um, the beef has less. Um, I would say the scent, the fish, fish collagen doesn't actually smell of fish. I just feel like it goes into the coffee a bit better and mm. okay. just, yeah, it just tastes a little bit, resonates better with me. Gotcha. Um, but the fish collagen I can't put in because it's uh, into my coffee because it's acerola cherry and it sort of make your coffee taste disgusting. It's only if you've got a plain fish collagen that it would work. Mm. Right. Yeah, but it's still like, it's still good for um, stimulating collagen synthesis, which then... Uh, helps with yeah tendon repair um, ligaments uh, hair growth skin skin uh, elasticity those kind of things yeah yeah i mean our collagen production declines as we age um quite significantly and um as you see with the say a lot of vegans and there's always an exception where someone says i oh, know my grand she's vegan and her skin is amazing but generally the skin um, doesn't become isn't quite so elastic and um and also like if you just think about the sheer volume of hair that we actually grow okay and it, it, i need to have my hair cut every two weeks and the amount of hair that there actually is what do we need to produce that mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we need collagen in our diets and if you especially if you're plant focused or plant based you gotta have it you got to um right. otherwise everything slows down and i think even if you're meat based i mean uh, supplementing collagen i mean it's become a massive industry for a reason yeah, because yeah. it just bloody works so well yeah well is, is it because like the collagen contains a bit of different amino acids than uh the regular meats or regular proteins and um 
you know, mostly uh, glycine, hydroxyproline, proline, arginine, uh, alanine, those kind of like, yeah, most of most of these are, let's say, considered more like anti-inflammatory uh, amino acids, uh, whereas, you know, muscle meat or whey protein, whey protein does contain like all the amino acids, but it's uh, much smaller amounts for glycine and uh, those kinds of things. Uh, yeah. Whereas with the glycine it's kind of, or the collagen, it's kind of opposite. It has less of these uh, BCAs and EAAs, almost like almost nothing at all. Uh, so it's almost yeah, like you, they do complement themselves uh, pretty well because like you know, ancestrally you would still eat it, like the entire animal, um, or the or the fish skin or whatever, or the fish bones or whatever those kind of things. Where you would get both both of these uh, sides, and it's just yeah, like the modern diet is very heavily towards only the um, you know BCAs and EAAs, and not, not enough of these uh, other collagen containing amino acids. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really the reason why our core range that we've launched with are these products mm-hmm. got, um, and we've also got digestive enzymes as well, um, yeah. which are quite potent ones. They don't, they don't mess with you, but they help break down proteins, carbs, and fats into their um, building blocks. So it helps the digestive process. And, you know, bearing in mind, a lot of food doesn't necessarily have the enzymes or the nutrients in that we would used to have earlier days it's important that we have these enzymes. Um, And so while we have them in the the plant-based protein, you can supplement separately as well. So yeah, so the vitamin D um, for obvious reasons, the collagen, the branch chain amino acids and essential amino acids, um, rice protein, digestive enzymes and um, Mm -hmm. collagen. What's the vitamin C for? Like people are curious, I'm sure. The vitamin C, what you mean in the collagen, in, yeah. Yeah, in the collagen. I mean, it, it helps with synthesis of collagen, actually. Um, and there's been quite a few studies that shows how vitamin C is so important for its processing. I mean, you can probably put talk in more detail around it than me. Yeah, I mean, it helps with the recycling as well with the collagen. And uh, there are studies I could find that if you take collagen uh, with the vitamin C before exercise then you're gonna see more like this the collagen synthesis from the exercise as well so actually the best time to take collagen in my opinion would be like a pre uh, pre-workout to kind of get this a small kind of boost maybe it like maybe it kind of signals the body to uh because exercise also increases collagen synthesis or the kind of tendon let's say density bone density from exercise uh, but if you take if you have like the collagen in your system at that time maybe like the helps to kind of direct it into kind of the right spot where you're gonna signal it yeah, opposed to starving from it, it's there readily available when you need it. I mean, yeah. I, I think the, the thing around the vitamin C, and I'm just trying to remember now, but I think it was a certain a certain dose and you don't want to go too high. And I think a lot of these, mm. like for instance, there was one collagen that I tried about a year ago that was vitamin C was like 500 grams per serving. So it's such <laughs> a high dose. It's just, yeah. it's just not needed. And I think it's just a sales tactic to make people go, oh, it's got loads of vitamin C in it. Let's grab it. More doesn't equal better, um, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Like vitamin C is yeah something that you um, you don't want to m- taking large doses all the time because I actually made like weaken your immune system and um, yeah you would maybe want to take it a larger amount if you're sick or if you have caught a cold or an infection. Uh, but mm-hmm. a lot of times you don't really need like beyond the RDA when mm-hmm. it comes to vitamin C if you're like yeah not sick. Well, I'm actually just working on um, a vitamin C an S to C variant. Um, so that you can take because whenever I if I start getting a cold or something I take a thousand milligrams an hour every hour while I'm awake 
um, and it's gone within a day. Or I go and have IV of 15 grams uh, vitamin C IV, and it works very well. But I prefer S to C, and it's much easier to take a supplement. So I've actually got one of those coming out as well. So really are the foundational, you know, core core supplements, not just product for the sake of products that really are specific right uh, and trustworthy yeah. yeah yeah what are some other things are uh, you planning to make clean or make some good uh, variations hmm. um i'm working on an astaxanthin at the moment as well hmm. um I, i really like that um i mean it's really helped me with my sun exposure and being able to Uh, tolerate sun more as well as living a more anti-inflammatory life <laughs> lifestyle um, and being in a better health state so there's astaxanthin there's goat whey there's some um, normal whey um, vitamin c chlorella um, cold extraction uh, omega fish oils which um, really 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 been very hard to to do because it's usually such poor quality omega oils in fact i would normally say don't supplement with it at all because you just can't trust it um right. the source that we've got is amazing so that's going to be out soon as well uh, and there's a few other things in the pipeline that's going to be rolled out but in, in all honesty it's uh i feel like it's i i didn't really want to bring out a supplement because when people say, oh, he's just talking about this stuff because he sells supplements. I've been talking about this stuff for a very long time. And I, the problem I have found is the quality of supplements. And if I can fix that problem for me, then that's great. That means that there's other people like me out there that would appreciate the same thing. But I don't necessarily want to be labeled as a supplement guy, you know, because it's like you feel like he's biased to that. The point is, is I will... I'm very careful about what I put in my body as are you, I know this. And I think our followers both know this very well, which is why it's done so well so far. Um, in fact, I couldn't believe how quickly we sold out, especially of the aminos and the collagen. It, they just went so quickly. It's crazy. And now the end of the summer's here, the vitamin D sales have gone up like crazy as well. So I think it's really about education, understanding why these supplements are so important for you specifically, not just chucking more supplements and yeah. filling, filling a, a real gap in the industry that, um, you know, that is missing right now. Um, there are a couple of brands out there, as you know, that were historically very, very clean um <laughs> the ownership has changed in them now and um they're not so clean in some cases now and i just right. you know also it's very very uh different in europe than it is in america <laughs> yeah for sure that's right <laughs> um what about the summit then what's your plans with that yeah um the summit is in full flow um we we had to delay it twice um due to the pandemic But I think it's given me a lot longer, or me and my team, a lot longer to actually build something even more special. And um, actually, it's um, very costly delaying a summit of this size uh, twice uh, to me personally, but I love it and really looking forward to bringing everyone together. And um, yeah, we've literally just signed uh, Ben Greenfield as a speaker. Hmm. which is amazing. I haven't been able to talk about it since the first time I've mentioned it. <laughs> so Ben Greenfield will be speaking, um, as well as um, some really other special names as well. So the, the lineup is changing, um, improving every week. 
and we've got 100 exhibitors, whereas last year we had 50. So we've got 100 exhibitors, we've got 50 speakers, and we're going to have around 1,500 people. Mm. We've already sold 70% of the tickets as well. Um, mm, nice. which is really, really awesome, actually. And uh, every ticket is a vote from, you know, everyone saying we want to get back on with it. And uh, yeah. the more tickets we sell earlier, you know, um, the better it will be, not just for us, but, you know, if everyone left it until last minute to sign up, then the event wouldn't happen, you know, right. typically. Um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. Really, really looking forward to it, actually. And um, um, I'm working, I'm working on getting James, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> James over as well. So we're in discussion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, yourself. Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, it's a long time waiting and then <laughs> it's going to be worth it. Well, we got the venue, actually, I upgraded the venue. I doubled down um, because of potential uh, social distancing rules that were in place at the time. I got a venue that is uh, nearly three times bigger than what we needed. So it's an absolutely huge venue. It's called the Business Design Centre in Angel in London, near King's Cross. Um, there's a massive great glass dome on the top, so it's super bright, whereas our last venue was a fake lit conference center. This is a beautiful place. Um, so yeah, so we can fit 6,000 people in the venue, but we're aiming for 1,500. Uh, mm. So if, if distancing, if social distancing is needed um, or um, whatnot, then, then we've got plenty of space. Um, there's three stages, there's three workout areas, there's like there's some workshops, there's some really, really good stuff happening because it's a new big venue as well. I'm just working on an outdoor ice bath and sauna area at the moment. This is my my project for next week. Cool, cool. yeah, that's going to be good. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was uh, great uh, catching up with you and uh, talk about the supplements. I do believe that they are like they're super clean and uh, I think they feel a lot of the like missing holes in a lot of people's diets. <laughs> so that they're really good uh job on that one um before i ask my question last question uh where, where can people get supplements and uh, what can they learn about you yeah so um i'm on instagram at tim biohacker that's where i'm generally most active at the moment um the supplements are shop.healthoptimization.com optimization with an s and we ship globally hmm. um with uh, one or two exceptions um yeah, so you can check out there and the summit is summit.healthoptimization.com. One thing I just want to say on this podcast, um, this goes to you and to everyone listening, is that I'm really trying to grow a brand that is trusted. I'm not looking to sell to big food or big supplement companies. I'm looking to build a brand that people really can trust and know that it's the cleanest that you can possibly get. Um, so if there are supplement ideas or things that you have been looking for personally, and this goes out to everyone listening, um, that you think that the world would benefit from, I will, I'm open to exploring and potentially producing those in the near future. So mm. it takes me six months generally from concept to completion mm. for a supplement to be available. So anyone listening, drop me a line, um, I'm open to ideas and happy to develop it if it's something that I think would, you know, help the masses. Mm -hmm. If it's just if it's just tailored to you, I want this, 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 and this in one supplement, Tim. It's not <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, the last question is going to be a little bit like different than last times. Uh, it's going to be uh, like if you had to choose only one supplement that you have to take for the rest of life, then what would it be? <laughs> Mm. 
I would probably take phosphatidylcholine. Hmm. You see, hmm. nice. um, just because when you understand how your cells work, how your digestion works, how your energy uh, electron transport chain specifically works, and how your mitochondria need energy, you will do whatever you have to do to make sure that your cell your cell membranes specifically are in good shape. Mm. Phosphatidylcholine, I can never say it right, PC, um, does that. It is the building blocks for your cell membrane. So it means that the nutrients can get in and the toxins can get out. Um, so that is the one supplement I would recommend. If it was in summer, I would say astaxanthin. Um, but generally, you know, I like to eat proper food and then supplement if I feel like I've built a deficiency from not eating correctly with something. But PC is the ongoing. It helps your liver produce more bile as well. Um, so it's good for digestion and clearing out um, nasties in your gut, such as um, parasites potentially. And um, I think a, a, if your liver is working better, then your digestion will be better. If your digestion is better, your nutrients will be more abundant and your health will be better including your brain health so yeah yeah for sure yeah like it's a good yeah especially with the brain i think that's a huge um thing that most people are not getting at least like on a daily basis they're not getting enough calling and uh, stuff like that so. well just out of interest i want to ask you this question <laughs> um well right now I like glycine, <laughs> so I, 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 yeah, I would, yeah, maybe like take alpha GPC or glycine, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great one. I mean, trimethylglycine is actually one that I take every night hmm. uh, before bed. And if you're struggling to improve your heart rate variability, especially if people that have got MTHFR gene, if you take 2000 milligrams of trimethylglycine before bed, you'll see your heart rate variability double overnight. Mm. You heard it here first. Um, yeah. uh, I, I know you like glycine very much, and I remember you sprinkling it on stuff like a replacement of sugar once. And <laughs> so as a result, I've got a tub, but my preferred is trimethylglycine because um, mm. of the methyl donors and, and my genetic yeah. variations. But yeah, so that's also up there. That's probably the second supplement of all for me, actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, well, it was a uh, great talking with you and uh, yeah, looking forward to meeting you in person again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, likewise, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, that's it for this episode. If you want to try out the health optimization supplements, then head over to seamland.com forward slash aminos and use the code seam15. To support this podcast, you can also share it with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. Other than that, thanks for listening. My name is Seam. Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay empowered.